I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the Canto Bite Dispatch. I'm Emily Wind and with me tonight, as always, my co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I am sick. How are you? Mm, I've been better. Sorry you're sick. Yeah, I actually like left work early because I thought I was going to pass out. So that was exciting. And now we're going to talk about Star Wars, and then I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> Me too. I work midnight tonight, so. Okay. Works perfectly with my schedule. But um, some stuff happened in Star Wars. Then we were all prepared to talk about some stuff. And then, like, 45 minutes ago, new stuff happened. But first of all, let's talk about the most important thing that has ever happened in Star Wars. And that is that I made a cape for my Porg, Porks and Krennic. <laughs> oh and it, I did it last night while I was listening to the Steelers Colin show that Araj was guesting on. And like I had said something about making a cape for him long ago. And uh, Katie McCourt brought it up in the chat room. And I'm like, oh, you know, now is the perfect time. So I had this little white, like just cheapo drawstring bag that I don't know, like some beauty samples had come in or something. So I cut it up and I got out a needle and thread and I made my little animatronic pork a little cape. Um, and if you follow me on Twitter or if you follow the show on Twitter, it's up there and there's video up on Instagram because he moves around and it's, it's just <laughs> like, I don't know why it makes me so happy, but it makes me very happy. And now I need to I need to figure out how I can make him that stupid black hat. <laughs> there should be like a directions handbook out there somewhere on how to make a porg hat. Yeah, I think that one might have to be construction paper. Yeah. That's a How long did it take you to make the cape? Uh, like 10 minutes. Did you connect it to the porg? Oh, it's sewn on. Oh, so you sewed it onto the pork? Okay, yeah, here, like, I mean, what? I could, I could get it off. I could get it off pretty quickly because it's just a couple of stitches. Oh. I was going to say, let me grab my animatronic pork. I was looking for it, and of course, it's right in front of my face. Oh, <laughs> it's going, it's going off. Yeah, you could turn it off at the bottom. <laughs> Which I forgot. You could turn it off at the bottom, so it was on while I was sewing it, and then I realized, okay, this is not going to work. I still have like a little tag on it. I'm trying to like take it off, but. 
So, okay, so I'm like looking at the back of the pork. So, okay, I see like where you could have sewed it on, but that's amazing. Yeah, I just sort of sewed it through the back of his neck. Perfect. There's just enough fabric there covering it. Oh, I would do that too, but I have no creative bone in my body. Plus, I think it would take like a long time for me to put 18 capes on 18 porks. That's a lot of capes. It's not enough capes. But if I found any, if I find any awesome, like dragon material, then I'll make a little Lando cape. Oh my god, that would be great. But for now, I'm just happy to have one on Parks and Krennic. He's given up to his name now. I'm proud. I'm a proud Porg ant. <laughs> Uh, all right but um i guess we should just dive right into it right yeah i'm ready okay um this happened like i don't know like an hour ago maybe uh it was announced that the game of thrones guys david beninoff and db weiss are going to write and produce a new series of Star Wars films. Um, right off the bat, there's a couple things that's interesting. They just said series. So, I mean, who knows what that means in terms of how many. It probably is safer than locking in a trilogy, like both ways, because that way, if people don't respond well to it, you don't you're not committed or if they respond really well to it, you potentially have a lot more you can do. Um, Like the Ryan Johnson trilogy, we don't know when this is happening. We don't know what it's going to be about. Um, We do know it's not connected to the Johnson trilogy and it's not connected to the Skywalker saga. Um... I think we're sort of both feeling the same way about this. Yeah. I'll say, look, I like Game of Thrones. Okay. Um, I honestly feel like the writing has kind of gone not great since they moved beyond the George R. R. Martin books. So the fact that they're writing this series is not particularly exciting to me. I mean, look, Dave Bedernoff wrote the screenplay for X-Men Origins Wolverine, and he wrote the screenplay for Troy, and then a couple other movies that I didn't hate, but certainly don't care about in any way, shape, or form. Um, And honestly, look, Game of Thrones is super white. And they don't have a great track record with diversity either on screen or off screen as showrunners. And so, yeah, we don't have we don't have directors lined up for these movies because these movies don't even exist yet. And it's possible they'll hire like women and or people of color to write these. I mean, to direct these films. But as of right now, I'm just I'm very very wary yeah 
I'm sad. I, you know, at first I was really excited about this. I was like, okay, like more Star Wars. And then I just started seeing a bunch of people like talking about this and talking about that there's this like big issue. And, you know, finally, well, I know that it's a big issue that, you know, a lot of white white men are just directing and writing these films. And even though the story group is full of, you know, like wonderful women, like we're still having these movies written and directed by white men. And that makes me sad because there's a ton of people that aren't being represented. And, you know, like there are young girls out there who like dream of, you know, writing a Star Wars movie or like directing a Star Wars movie and it's going to be impossible for them to see that dream being reality when even now still we haven't seen a female director or a female writer or a person of color writer. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's sad. Like I, I see a bunch of people on Twitter like talking about this and it makes me sad that a bunch of people are really unhappy about this and really sad. And they're even like talking about how they're disappointed in Kathleen Kennedy, someone that we put our trust in for so many years now. But I mean, it's like at some point you get really tired of people telling you, you know, just wait, it'll, it'll happen. Cause you know what? It's 2018 and it should have happened already. Um, and like at some point if you if you know the the studios really want to make a change like they just have to do it they got to they got to take the risk that and that means at this point like hiring somebody who's maybe not as well known but it's not like there's no like it's not like there aren't people out there with successful track records or oh my god look at black panther yeah i mean black panther which is pre-sold more than anything else for Marvel. And I don't know, like I was, cause I was today this morning before this news broke, I was going through the, the, the tag on Twitter of what black Panther means to me. And what struck me was it's not just people talking about how powerful it is to see a diverse cast, but talking about how important it is to know that there's people behind the scenes that the director and all these people working on this movie are also people of color and people from diverse backgrounds. Yeah. I, I just, I don't get like why, you know, we haven't had this opportunity or this opportunity hasn't been given to those people and why, they're choosing these well-known people instead of not unknowns, but it just, they're, it's almost cheating in a way I feel like, because there's so many people out there that could do this and they're not getting the opportunity. And that makes me sad. The other thing is, I mean, yeah, Game of Thrones is incredibly successful, but it's not like these guys have a huge like blockbuster film background. And so then it becomes mm-hmm. then that argument of you know oh you know they want people with with a lot of big movie experience becomes even more transparently not the case. Yeah, like you know, like when when Ron Howard comes on, it's it's 
it's harder to make the, oh, you know, another white guy Mm -hmm. thing. Because he was stepping into a movie where people had just gotten fired. And you could say, oh, they need somebody they have a relationship with already who they know that can get the job done. But, I don't know, like, given a whole series of films to these guys? eh. I'm seeing the argument now on Twitter, too, that some people are saying that a lot of people finding out these news that they're forgetting that Game of Thrones is like the, a greatly written show and greatly women or it has great women in the cast and they've gone through serious character development. But there's still an issue that this is happening. Like it's, I don't know, I can't put it the words right now because I'm still in shock. But Emily, you could probably say it way better than I can. Well, I mean, there's a couple things there. Yeah. One, I know plenty of women, myself included, who have serious problems with a lot of the ways that women are presented in Game of Thrones. And yeah, we have a couple of really awesome female characters on that show. Don't get me wrong. We also constantly have rape being used as a plot device. And like... There's just, I mean, there's so much problem with male gaze on this show. And, and like, again, like, I like Game of Thrones. Yeah, me too. But, you know what? Having, having guys telling women's stories isn't enough. And having, like, white people tell stories of people of color isn't good enough. Because... There is a strength that comes from having people who can tell their own stories. Yeah, we just need new perspectives, new everything. And we're still not getting that. And again, it's 2018 and we are still having like the same problem that somehow we've always had. And yeah, yeah. And, you know, and the thing is, like people are saying, you know, all these movies could be really good. They absolutely could be. Like, yeah. nothing I've said here is saying that these movies are, are going to be bad. That's not really the point. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the quality of them is is an entirely separate issue. Yeah. I... It sucks. And, you know, I I'm looking at, like, different argument not arguments but like different like what people are saying too and i'm seeing also like this doesn't mean that just white people are gonna write this film work on this film like we still might get you know women like we could get a woman director still but the fact that it's already being announced that two white males are gonna do this that you know the chances of you know white male or people of color or women doing this film or this series too is not looking good. Yeah, look, I mean, if they had already announced a couple of directors for, like, standalone films or something who, you know, weren't white dudes, and then you go back to doing some stuff with white dudes, that then that's a whole different story. But when it's just, like, announcement after announcement, it, I don't know, it's, it's really disappointing. Yeah. I'm I'm still sad. I I've never been like I 
I, I don't know. I've never been like sad like this before. Like this is the first time in like a really long time that I've been like, wow, like I'm I'm disappointed in Star Wars, but Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm just I'm just bummed out about it. Yeah. Also Okay. So we have the Ryan Johnson trilogy. We have this series. We it seems like even though they still have they haven't announced anything yet are are still getting the b- blank a Star Wars story movies and potentially in the future the continuation of the episodic numbered series because the fact that all the like the announcement for this the announcement for the Ryan Johnson trilogy has made a point of saying this is separate from the Skywalker saga so I wonder like I I mean that's a lot are we going to be getting like two star is this going to be a Marvel situation where we're getting more than one movie in a year? At this point, I wouldn't be surprised. Like one, I don't know, like it's, yeah, like one in May, one in December, or God, like I feel like with Marvel, it's like once every three or four months that we are getting a movie. Because the last movie that we got from Marvel was Ragnarok, and then and that was in November, and then we're getting Black yeah. Panther. And then we're getting Infinity War. I feel like Star Wars will probably do that cycle, but not until like 2020 or even 2030. When's Ant-Man? I think July. Here, let me look it up. Jesus Christ. I'm going to be surprised if I'm right. Uh, And then I, like, I wonder if... I wonder what that does to the fandom. Because... All right, you have people, you certainly have people who are Marvel fans and watch all the Marvel movies. But you also have people who are Captain America fans or who are Thor fans or who, you know, watch the Avengers movies or who like Guardians of the Galaxy. And so I wonder if we're going to see a fragmentation of the fan base like that. Yeah, that's interesting because even like with these. Hans like these character driven move or character standalone movies like solo and we might get different ones. I think we'll probably get like a lot I don't know, like some might be more popular than other others and we might get like a very first like what the fuck movie is this? Cause I feel like, you know, every movie franchise like has that like you know, I I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like Iron Man three. Like everyone yeah. loves Yeah. <laughs> like we're gonna get an Iron Man three. But yeah, I was going to go with Thor 2, but yeah, that one works too. <laughs> I didn't even, I couldn't even finish watching Thor 2. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. From now on, Thor should just be like Ragnarok because that was the most fun movie that I've seen in a long time. Oh, I wish I, uh, I, I liked it, but I wish I enjoyed it more. I think I just need to see it again because like on that day, I was like having like a really bad anxiety attack thing and... I, I don't know. I just need to see it again. I need to. Because I, I hear so many people say like wonderful things about it. And I was always like meh about it. So what I liked about it is Thor is just a big dork. <laughs> and in my mind, that's sort of how Thor should always be played. 
because it's ridiculous that he's a he's a Norse god. Like that's a ridiculous concept to bring into the modern world. And so to have him just be this sort of like like nice but like arrogant dorky hero guy i really like and i think look as much as i as much as i like her like getting rid of of the love interest was a good idea because that story bored me to tears yeah like it's fine in yeah yeah it's like i i don't like I find her fine in the comic books that I read her. Ollie was never a big Thor like reader, but in the movies, I just I thought it was just sort of pointless, and it made it too serious. Yeah, I feel like an issue I'm having with like Marvel movies right now, like personally, is I feel like there's almost too much humor. Like, I feel like there was a lot of humor in Thor, but I feel like because I saw this movie like on a Friday afternoon and there weren't that many people in the theater, but I feel like if I would have seen it with a full theater of like really big Thor fans and Marvel fans, I would have enjoyed the experience more. But. Yeah. the I mean, funny movies are always better if you're in a big crowd. Mm hmm. probably why I didn't really connect with the film as much as I felt like I should have. But I like Thor. He's funny. I like his I new like, hair. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I like Loki a lot. And now we have fucking Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie, which is the greatest thing ever. Oh, I, I love, love the fact... I love her. I love the fact that she's just like fucking drunk throughout that entire movie. <laughs> and I liked, I liked Hulk in this movie. And I think... Hulk and Thor ended up being a really good pairing. Yeah, I... Because they never really interacted before this movie, I don't think. And I feel like we got to see them bond a lot. And that's good for both of those characters because the Hulk is still kind of fragile. Because he was in that ship. Like, or he was a Hulk for like two years straight or something. Yeah. I'm not even a Marvel person. I'm probably getting Rusty would be no, so. I think it was two years. But I don't know. Like, I just, I thought it was a fun, I don't know why we're talking about this movie, but I really like it. Oh, because I just watched it like for the first time like two weeks ago. But <laughs> uh, I really like that All I know is that my mood is getting a little better now talking yeah. about Thor. And uh, anything is better with Jeff Goldblum in it. <laughs> Yeah, he's okay. I'm <laughs> no, sorry? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. He's worse than when you didn't like the Muppets. Oh my god. <laughs> no, I, I like him. I just I don't he was he was in Jurassic Park, right? Yes, because Jeff Goldblum actually, now that I think about it, is sort of like a human Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst. Oh, oh that physically hurt. I'm sorry, I'm killing Emily. Damn it. I want the um the pop of the shirtless Jeff Goldblum so badly. Get it. I gotta get it. It's amazing. It's a Target exclusive, I think. Mm. You, you better go to Target then. <laughs> <laughs> uh well, okay. Should 
Should we talk about this movie that is coming up? No, let's start planning your future Disneyland trip when you come here in May. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, let's um, let's go into the the Lando Super Bowl teaser and the Lando Good Morning America trailer. That's what it says in my notes, people. <laughs> because, frankly, I mean, how could you possibly care about anything else? But um, all right, let's start with the Super Bowl trailer. Um, Super Bowl trailer comes on, and I was sort of in shock because. It was not at all what I expected. It was very moody and like Blade Runner looking and everything's kind of brown. Yeah, the color palette was different. It reminded me of like Rogue One a little bit when they show that the very first room, it looks like a recruiting area on like Corellia or something. Mm -hmm. That felt very Rogue One. Yeah, it really did. Let me sorry. Let me pull it up here on YouTube so I can. Then someone's like, "You so you want to join or something?" Yeah, he's, he's like, like talking oh. to a recruitment thing, and we get that he, you know, he wants to be the best star the- pilot in the galaxy. Yeah, that was a little bit cheesy. I like that we're getting a cocky Han Solo though. Yeah, and then like it's just all of these, all of these like pretty cool quick cuts oh and let me mute that done yeah it does start out with a like christopher nolan sound we get that awesome shot of what i think is a star destroyer coming through a cloud or like some sort of space thing where it's all gray around it then you have like the lightning it's a little under the weather. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Go on. Okay. Um, we also get what looks like it's going to be like a, I mean, I guess a car chase scene. Yep. Cars. Space cars. Space cars. And then, holy shit, the Millennium Falcon is so clean inside. It's pristine and white. It's cleaner than my room. Here, I'm looking at the trailer, too. I'm, like, pausing it at, like, your moment. Okay, yeah. Car chase. Cleaned Falcon. And then we have some more brown. (laughs) And everything is foggy. And brown. Where do you think that is? Uh, Corellia. When he's looking up at the ship? Yeah. I think it's Dirty Planet. Not like that, but... It's like a dusty... Kind of like, um... Tatooine. Okay. Sorry, I'm like... Yeah. I think so. Because we... Remember when TMZ, like, released those photos... And they looked like they were in, like, a desert area. Oh, yeah, okay. That's right. And then it's the moody shot of Amelia Clark's character 
What's her name again? Kira? Kira. That's going to continue to bother me because that's the name of a Star Trek character. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's spelled differently, she, but. She looks so good. I love her hair. I think I want to get bangs again. <laughs> Every time bangs come up on this show, you say you're going to get bangs again. I'm going to get bangs again. It's it's a commitment, Emily. I haven't cut my hair in two years. Okay. <laughs> it take, it's you. It's like it takes a lot of you have to like maintain the bangs and it's like a lot of work you have to put into like taking care of the bangs. It's 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 hard to explain, but go on. And she has a nice she has a nice um, set of earrings. Oh, I just saw that. And a pretty necklace. Do you have any theories on who she is? I think she is part of Woody Harrelson's space crew. Mm -hmm. And I think that eh, we're not going to learn really much about her, just that she's kind of like Han, but... Either she's going to, like, try to seduce him and she's going to break his heart or, like, she thinks that she knows who he is and he's, like, bullshit and he's going to, like, betray her and everyone because we have to see Han Solo be an asshole in this film. We can't see him being good guy Solo with Chewbacca the whole time. Yeah. You have to see him doing yeah. some really douchey stuff. But what do you think she's going to be? Um, yeah, I think... I mean, I definitely think she's part of the crew. Um... It's either going to be betrayal or tragic death. Ooh. Or both. I mean. And then we get the new droid. Um, Something with L and 3. And if there's a, there's maybe a 7 in there. <laughs> oh my god. Let me look at that. Oh my god. I'm my dad. A uh, new droid in Star Wars. <laughs> I'm still not it's, getting anything. It's Phoebe Waller Bridges' character. See, I can remember her name. I can't remember the character's name. Uh, droid, why don't you have a name it, that it I remember? Name. That's already a bad sign. That I remember. Okay, yeah. That's like that's already a bad sign. Oh my god, we are the fucking worst. I mean, yes, but no, nah, we're we're fine. I feel like this isn't a Star Wars trivia podcast. This is a two girls, one happy podcast. But oh my god, okay. Uh, yeah, anyway, she- it's the one that Phoebe Waller Bridge is voicing. Um, it, it looks like she did the motion capture for it too. She is hilarious. She did. I mean, one of the funniest TV shows I've ever seen called Fleabag which um, was on, I think, BBC Three and is, I mean, just so funny. And everyone should look that up. She was also um, in some other stuff. But she's she's really talented, and I think she's going to be awesome. Yes. Also, I just like that uh, we're getting a girl droid. Yeah, we haven't seen that before. Well... TC-14 was a female droid in The Phantom Menace, but other than that, no. Then we see Space Train. Yes, the monorail. (laughs) I'm thinking of that Simpsons episode now. Okay, good. So you do have some, like, references that... 
I have some. No, I grew up watching The Simpsons. Like we had all the DVDs of the of the seasons, and I watched so much Simpsons as a kid that I would just always get annoyed. Like as a teenager on road trips, when my brother would be like, "Let's watch The Simpsons," and it's like, "No, I've already watched the episode when Santa's little helper, helper gets the stomach thing, and they have to pay for the surgery." Or forget that episode, but. I I know all the episodes of The Simpsons, not the newer ones, but like the older. Oh no, ones. I haven't watched the show in like fifteen years. But I think we can all agree that the older episodes, older seasons of The Simpsons are way better than now. Oh, but like just like heads and shoulders above them. Yes. So space train on a snow planet. Yes, you get more snow because every planet on Star Wars has. One ecological system. Yep. There's water, earth, fire. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of, yeah, snow. Snow counts as water. I don't know where I was going with that, (laughs) but. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I don't know what kind of planet or like where that would be. But then again, like, I'm like, all right, cool. Like more snow because we see Han and like the. Little snow coat. Little guy in a little coat. Then we see uh, your favorite part of the trailer, I think. Is the space bar. When you see the gold woman. And then you see a bunch oh, of people oh, oh, dancing. Right before that, right before that we, see, we see Beckett. Oh, Woody Harrelson. And yeah, Tobias. Like doing a little sarcastic salute thing. Um, yeah. So I'm down with that. Yeah. And then it goes to the, yeah, the like fancy bar. And I want to go to like there's some sort of weird fish looking creature in a tank behind the gold dancing woman. And I think, oh, yeah. She's not just dancing because I think that thing in front of her is a microphone. She's singing, and she has like a like a like gas mask looking thing on her face. I don't know; it's very crazy, and it was one of the things that that really made me think more of like the like cyberpunk sort of sci-fi aesthetic. Yeah, and then we get a fight on top of a train. Yeah, who is that wielding the double blasters on the train? I have watched it and watched it and watched it and I cannot tell. How do you even want to guess? Because I know I'm going to be wrong. But Like maybe, maybe Beckett, but I can't, like it's just, it's so quick and I can't get it paused, like right at the right. Yeah, I have it like kind of paused. Like the person's like kind of like on the ground um, they're wearing like a white coat, so I don't think it's Han because we see him have that fur coat. So I think it's going to be Tobias. But we see the person with okay. the the skull mask thing. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna get some. You know what that that remind me of, which is, have you seen? I'm sure you have because um, I know like Cause and other people collect them. The those Japanese action figures that are sort of like the 
the samurai style. Um, they did like a Darth Maul. They did a bunch of stormtroopers. They did Boba Fett and Jenga Fett. Um, they're doing Phasma. Have you seen those? Yeah. Yeah, that's sort of what this look reminded me of. I'm getting a lot of like Western vibes. I don't know why it reminded me of, you know, that really terrible movie Johnny Depp was in, The Lone Ranger? Uh huh. For some reason, like I'm getting, I don't know why it reminds me of that, but I'm just thinking like Ranger movie type of things here. Wait. I don't know why that reminds me. Let me look if I, I don't know if I'm, I'm looking up the movie poster. Um, no, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It just reminds me of like, I don't know. Rusty, what is, what, what is, um, the guy in the skull remind you of? The guy in the skull? Yeah, in the solo trailer, like the skull head guy. Oh, I don't know. Are they running across the train? Yeah, the guy on the train. Who I does he remind you of? I don't know, but it reminds me of Polar Express. <laughs> <laughs> the worst Christmas movie ever? Nope. Sorry, Rusty walked in. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb, Brittany, and think that the Polar Express is not the movie that you are thinking of. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, but... <laughs> that movie's awful, though. Which is a shame, because that book is beautiful. Really? Yeah, it's Chris Van Allsburg, who also is the guy who wrote the book Jumanji was based on. Oh, shit. And his yeah. illustrations are stunning. Mm-hmm. Those are always two of my favorite. It's when I was a kid. Anyway, back to the trailer, because we're at the most important part of the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Lando, Donald Glover in a enormous fur coat, and there's like flashing lights. What? It's just Eddie's. Just ah, oh, it's so good, you guys. It's so so good. I know everybody has said this, and that's because it's true. It's just amazing. It doesn't matter how terrible the rest of the movie is, because I am all in on Donald Glover as Lando. Yeah, this was the moment where I think I screamed while watching the trailer. It's so good. It's just so good. He's so good looking, too. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. Just that that look on his face. Like, I... It's just like the start of a smirk. It's the start of something, that's for sure. And we'll, yeah, we'll talk more about Lando in the next one. But, um, and then we see a shot of the Falcon. And then we go to Han shot, like, through some, like, it's almost like it's shot, like, through a grate. Yeah. And then... Yeah, and then the shot of of from the back of Han and Chewie and Chewie pointing his hand on Han's shoulder. Yeah, I 100% think that this is on Kashuing. Kashuik. Kashik. 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 I 
cannot pronounce anything. I can. Pro- yeah. I can't spell Kashyyyk. Every time I try to spell it, I forget how many Y's there are. I think there's three. It's here, a lot. Right? But yeah, it's it's a pretty sweet teaser, and that made me um pretty happy. I would say when I saw that on Super Bowl Sunday, and then I was more happy because I got to see Tom Brady lose. Oh fuck that guy! Oh man, I don't like him at all. But he lost, so it's fine. And I got a fucking sweet ass what Westworld season two trailer. Oh, it was yeah, so good. I'll have to start watching that. Oh my god, I love that show. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to watch it, don't read anything about it. Because it has some amazing twists going into it. Yeah, I know nothing about it already, so Uh, well, and then the next morning we get we get more we get more trailer. Um, this one, yeah, this one I couldn't watch live because fuck Good Morning America, like I had to go to work, but I did watch it on the train because it came up when I was like headed into Manhattan. So I was sitting on the train trying not to be a crazy person. <laughs> um, do you want to do overall first or do you want to do go through the trailer first and then we'll talk about it overall? Um, yeah, let's go. We're um I have it pulled up right here, so let's just like go through the trailer okay. first then we'll talk about our ending opinions. Okay. One sec. Let me because this one has more sound. Let me grab my earphones. So I can listen to this while I'm listening to you. Ha <laughs> ha. Now this starts off the same way, right? Yeah, the choop, choop, choop. Yeah. I find the... those sounds very satisfying. Me too. There's something almost musical about it, and I like it. Yeah. I'm just really mad because like the first time I watched this trailer, it was like we're in really shitty quality because Good Morning America had just posted it. And I was like, I was watching it on my iPad and I'm like, oh, I wish I was watching this in better quality, but I don't want to refresh the Twitter feed and see a bunch of pictures and be spoiled of the trailer. So I have to suck it up and watch it. But <laughs> anyways. Yeah, that's the thing now is like anything that happens, I immediately have to watch it because otherwise people will put pictures up and they will ruin it. Yeah. Oh, well. So we see first uh, Han and Kira in the speeder speeding. They'll probably get a speeding ticket for how fast they're going. But no, like, they look like they're either escaping or something or because, like, she gives them, like, a look like, what the fuck you doing, boy? Yeah. And this, like, a couple of people pointed this out, but this is a very, like, American graffiti like if you just if you have it paused when like right when they're center screen it it could be them just driving a car mhm you see the space dice i do see the space dice so i'm wondering 
if that's going to be like, like maybe even like from Han's parents or something. It's going to be sentimental as shit, that's for sure. Yeah. Or maybe he stole that car and the dice were in it and then he steals the dice as well. Dude, that's a great idea. That's probably going to be it. Then after that, we see more speeding in um, looks like Corellia, like the the dark looks like a gray tone bumping into shit. And then Han's like saying, like, I was kicked out of the academy because I had a mind of my own. It's such an asshole line. He's like, I've been on the streets since I was 10. Yeah. And there's like a guy on a speeder bike behind them. And then there's lots of fancy space driving and running into things. And they're on like a like a dock that they're driving on. So hey, we get to see some water that's not an entire water planet, it looks like. What if this is on Kashyyyk? Like what if like they destroyed a bunch of area and created this like imperial base on Kashyyyk? And this is where all this is going on. Because the atmosphere, and you see the water too, it reminds me of a lot of how they did Kashyyyk and Revenge of the Sith. Hmm. Like the color palette and everything too. Yeah. I guess I never really thought of Kashyyyk as like city, but I mean, if it's an Imperial base, that would make sense. Yeah. Because here, I'm like pausing it as I'm going on. Yeah, because I see more water and I see more clouds, but I think like this, it looks like it's like in the middle of the water too. Mm -hmm. But I could be wrong. But then we see a bunch of mountainous rocks and clouds. It looks really pretty. And we have, yeah, when we hear, I'm going to be a pilot and we have the fur coat, which is not nearly as good as another fur coat that we saw earlier, but. Nice coat, though. Um, then again, we get this shot of the pristine money and falcon. What the hell did Han do to this ship? He's a dirty boy. I mean, it's one thing, know. you know, like the outside's beaten up. He gets in a lot of fights. That makes sense. I, 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 I can see how that happens. But let's like, like rubbing grease into the walls. I mean, maybe, like, the things that he smuggled, you know, it's like owning a white car. It's like it gets dirty easily, and you either choose to get the car washed or just don't. And I think Han's the type of guy who's like, yeah, fuck it, I'm not going to wash the car. Well, Lando was like, every 15 minutes, oh, shit, I have to wash the car to keep it clean. Because that's probably why when he sees the Falcon, he's like, what have you done to my ship? You know, I, I I never thought this before, but the Millennium Falcon must really smell. <laughs> like, it just it must smell like gross, sweaty boy. I feel bad for Princess Leia, then she had to spend a long-ass time in there. And Chewbacca. Nah, kind of. 
And young Ben, too. Young Ben probably had to go on the Falcon a couple times, and he probably didn't like it. But then we see that um, shot again of Han in, like, the the dark or the dust looking at the Falcon. Yeah. Possibly for the first time. That'd be kind of cool. Like, that first, like, first impression. Yeah, I definitely, I can't wait to see Han, well, I guess, meet the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> what if he says, what a piece of junk! <laughs> I will punch somebody. I will crawl through the screen and punch somebody in the face. Dude, hopefully you don't punch me in the face if we see this together. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, then... I don't forget if they say anything. Are they saying anything before Beckett says, I'm putting together a crew. Want to join? Let's see. Probably getting all these lines wrong, but that's just basically. Yeah. Okay. Th- and that's on this, like, I was going to say it's a desert, but it's not quite a desert because there's actually, it's it's a bunch of sand, but it's right um, next to the water. And there are these sort of these like triangular plinths that they're that they're standing in front of these sort of cone things i don't know what those are maybe beckett just really likes cones <laughs> <laughs> but I, I as somebody who loves heist movies I'm, I'm putting together a crew makes me very happy. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm happy too. And then seeing the glimpse of the crew, but we'll get into that. Yeah. So we got him putting together a crew. Then we got the shot of um, Kira in this red cloak with, um, oh, with a droid whose name we still don't know. Okay. We gotta find it, but um, probably doing it up right now on the. Okay, okay, I got, I got, I, I got okay. it. Okay, all right, L three three seven. Oh my god, I was just one three off. I knew there was an L and a three and a seven. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so we get the the sort of like kick-ass glamour shot of her, basically. And then we get Lando looking like the most Lando we've ever seen Lando. And it's just like leaning back, feet up, like doing this little Lando smirk. And it's it's he is Lando Calrissian. He is Billy D. Williams. It's insane. <laughs> He's great. He looks so good. I can't believe it, how good he looks. Oh, it's just perfect. He's just so cool. And that's what Lando needs to be. Then we see... Thandy Newton's character. Has she been named yet? Um, let me check. On um Val. Okay. 
We just see her for a split second. Then we see little smushed face turtle alien guy or girl. I don't know. Okay, so someone named Harley Durst has been cast as someone named Moloch, or maybe that's her character? Who is ha- or Harley Durst? Who is that? I'm trying to think of who that little thing could be. All right. Okay. Um. Let's see. He's known for his work on Wolverine, X-Men Origins, and I, Frankenstein. He does stunts. I don't know why he would be. I don't know. We'll we'll find out. But yeah, I wonder who that little monkey or little turtle thing is. Then we see Han in a room that's like kind of dark. Looks like there's people gambling in there or something or they're playing like Sabacc or something. What do you think? Yeah, it does look like a, I mean... I don't know if it's quite a ratchet hive of scum and villainy, but it's certainly that sort of feel that could be sort of his, maybe like he was about to meet Lando there, or maybe when we're going to see him win the Falcon or, I mean, who knows? There's so much of this movie and there's going to be so many, um, it's hard to, piece together what's happening when, especially in this trailer, since we know this movie's covering several years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we see Beckett saying, are you in? And then Chewbacca says, or something, and Han says that means yes. And Chewbacca looks so good! That's yes. I love the music, too. Like, the suspense yeah um chewy looks great um obviously at this point in the movie han um understands chewbacca which i'm wondering if for some reason he already speaks the language or if there's going to be some sort of like time jump where that happens Ooh, yeah, because isn't there supposed to be a time jump in this movie? I think at least, I I think there's going to be, like, two or three. Hmm. And and then it's um, Lando and L337 in the cockpit doing the little, like, (laughs) finger salute thing, and it's awesome. Um, then we're back in the um, the bar with the fancy gold lady again. Um, we're seeing a little bit more of this. It definitely looks like some sort of like upscale dance club or something. Um, and there's a lot of stuff going on in the background. Yeah. We see then... That's a really nice part. It looks like a club. Yeah, or... there's some, it almost like, looks there's like some Twi'leks in there. And it looks like Amelia Clark's character is undercover too, because her I hate saying that. Like her hair's different. So that means like it looks darker too. So either this is like in the past. 
but she's definitely more yeah she's more glamorous looking there she's wonderful then we see some like fight scene and then we see um l337 again but there's this great um it's on sand again it looks like the skull guy from the train and i'm assuming it's han with the holster like doing the like most classic western move of all time got it and then yeah and then we get a close-up of that guy's mask and he's got what looks almost like a space chainsaw and he's got all sorts of like blades and shit coming out of his head so we've heard rumors that there's going to be like a new stormtrooper or something. Do you think that this is a variant of a stormtrooper? No. I think this is like some like clan of something. Um like obviously you can't get a good look at them but the guys behind the main guy have also like crazy helmets and stuff but but they're not they're not all mm-hmm. identical. And it makes me think of some sort of like Mad Max style gang. Yeah. Jeez, I wonder what Han did for all these guys to like want to kill him. Or to have this like a Western duel. <sighs> Yeah, so now people have taken this a couple of ways. Um, Kira's line there with uh, the the I know what you really are. Um, I've seen people take it as they have some sort of past history, like even if it's like a half sister or something like that. To me, like that could be, but that that line reading to me seems more like a I see through your act sort of thing. Yeah, I agree in some ways. I feel like she's trying to get through or see. She's like, I know who you really are. You're acting like this asshole. <clears throat> and he's like, huh. that was the moment for me, though, when I was like, this is this is Han Solo, when he did that little smirk. He does this little, like, thing where he obvious it's because it's a great smirk and it's a hard smirk to do and it's such a it's such a han smirk because han we see this one in the original (laughs) trilogy where he's been caught on his shit and he knows that the person calling him a shit is actually right but he's still gonna play the cocky asshole and i think it's it's a it's a really good moment because it's it's very it's a good moment to put in the trailer because we, we actually don't see a ton of Han in this trailer. And that was a Han moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Get ready. <laughs> I thought we were in trouble there for a second, but it's fine. It's we're fine. fine. We're fine. <laughs> And then a big old space octopus. 
Yay, space creatures. And then we get Lando screaming. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know how I feel about giant space octopus. Tell you the truth. Yeah. I mean, I don't need a straight up Cthulhu in my Star Wars. I guess it depends how important it is in the movie and how it plays. But when I saw it in that trailer, I like my immediate reaction was, "Oh my god!" And then it was, "Oh my god!" I don't know. <laughs> Maybe this is like during the Kessel Run, and they go through a place where there are a bunch of space octopuses, and. <laughs> Yeah, maybe there's a reason nobody else takes that <laughs> yeah, shortcut. Because they're space octopuses and they really are octopi. And they really don't like ships in their way. They're like the space slugs. They try to eat them. But I don't know. What did you think overall of this trailer? Were you like really excited afterwards? Okay. Well, let's go through it. You know, I've talked about it on the show, I was waiting for a trailer because my excitement level was at like zero. Like I wasn't, you know, I didn't think I was, you know, not necessarily going to be like, oh, I hate this and don't want it to happen. But I just wasn't excited about it. And then I saw the Super Bowl trailer and I went, oh, my God, this is everything that I've <laughs> ever wanted. And then I saw the Good Morning America trailer and I went, um, OK, I like this. So I was more excited after the Super Bowl yeah. trailer and less excited after the Good Morning America one. But overall, I think it looks fun. And while I'm still worried about the goofy factor and how how far they push the silliness... And I'm still like definitely worried about like all the Easter eggy shit they could pour into this movie. I am I'm excited now. I'm not like you know the last Jedi excited, and I'm not even Rogue One excited. But I I think that I'm going to have a good time and enjoy this movie. How about you? Yeah. I was really excited after the Super Bowl trailer. Like, I was really excited to, you know, talk to you and talk to a bunch of people and see their reactions to Lando. And <laughs> I I thought it was pretty exciting. The Good Morning America trailer, I liked it, but it didn't keep me from going on in my day. Because usually, like, if something Star Wars happens that's, like, you know, like Last Jedi, like that was on my mind for a really long time. Like that trailer that we got during the football, that was on my mind for at least a week or two. With this, like I was able to go to school yesterday and be like, okay. Like I was just really looking forward to the uh, Steel's call-in show, even though I didn't get a call-in. I got to listen to it a little bit because I had class. But um, yeah, it wasn't really that world shattering. I really enjoyed it. I still don't know what the hell is going to happen in this movie. But I like that I'm putting faces and to characters and uh, putting, you know, assumptions, like first assumptions and first impressions of this movie are good. Like, I 
I hope that this is going to be a good movie, and I want this to be. And I like the the music in the trailer. That's something, too, mm-hmm. that caught my attention. That I don't know what Han's theme is going to be. I don't know if, like, we got little snippets of Han's theme in this trailer. Maybe, like, because I heard, like, guitar something. I'm not good with instruments, but. Yeah, I'm not underwhelmed. I'm just like, okay, like, I'm I'm okay the fact that this is coming out in May. Like, I'm not like, I want this trailer right now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting because, because this movie is, is taking place over several years, it's really, it's really difficult to put together anything from this trailer in terms of plot. Yeah. And, you know, it's really hard because, you know, like in in Rogue One, we like knew, okay, like this is how they're going to get the plans to the Death Star. And with this movie, it's like Han Solo does blank and saves the day or something. Like I meets Chewbacca and Lando. Yeah. If I had to have, like the one, one thing I'm willing to hazard a guess on, and it's totally would not be shocked if I'm completely wrong in this. That scene with I'm putting a crew together is sort of our main back half of the movie. And so I think it's going to have like been that that Han and Beckett know each other and we might see Beckett earlier in the movie and then a couple of years have passed and then this is sort of them seeing each other again for the first time after a while. Yeah. And 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 Han is like, well, what the fuck do you want, dude? Because maybe they didn't part on the best of terms. Because I imagine Han Solo doesn't part on the best of terms with a lot of people. And then it's like Beckett reaching out to him, you know, to do like one last job, so to speak. Yeah. That's a good point, too, is that we don't know in time, like, where these events are taking. Like, you know, like that scene when Kira's talking to Han, we don't know if that's, like, you know, like, in Han's past or far past or his, like, I don't even know where this goes in the timeline of Star Wars. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I'm suddenly getting, like, kind of, like, worries about this movie. Like, I don't want to watch this and then, like, go back to A New Hope and be like, well... I couldn't see Hans actually doing this because in this movie he did this, you know. If that makes any sense. Yeah, like I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to get too worried about like continuity based on a trailer. Yeah, but that is like that is in the back of my head. Um, I I hope it's something, and I'm not talking about, you know. Plot-wise or time-wise or like what the Millennium Falcon looks like, like that doesn't bother me. But I'm 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 hoping that the Han character arc at the end of the film makes sense. Me too. It gets really hard because you know we see him in A New Hope and he's this asshole, scruffy asshole 
can't think of any more adjectives describing Han Solo because everyone already knows what kind of person he is. But I don't want this movie to end with Han saving the day and everyone being like, Han Solo, you're the best. And then we get to New Hope and he's just a piece of shit, yeah. you know, because he's supposed to be a piece of shit until the end. It's selfish. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, is he a piece of shit throughout this movie? Does he start out as an okay dude and then become a piece of shit? I'm very curious. Yeah, because he starts off and he's like, I've been doing this since I was 10 or whatever that was. So maybe, like, he's okay at first. But what if we get, like, another actor coming in as playing, like, younger Han Solo? Oh, my God. Kid Han Solo? <laughs> Shoot me in the head right now. <laughs> I'm going to be the best star pilot in the galaxy. Like, we're going to get that, maybe. I don't know. It would be announced by now. But I think... I think... I think we've got to see some sort of big betrayal in this movie. I mean, both in terms of it's a heist Western feel to it and that automatically means betrayal um and also that could be a, a fulcrum for for hans character you know loner except like the only one he trusts is chewbacca sort of thing um like honestly as soon as i heard the line putting the crew together i'm like okay who's the one who betrays them oh yeah and so I'm just, I'm just, I'm like looking at all the pictures of people. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's so stupid to say this based on a trailer when we know nothing about these people. But first impression is Beckett is too obvious of a choice. Because if like you think, okay, which one of these guys is going to be a, a secret bad guy? Automatically, you're going to go to Woody Harrelson. Because <laughs> it's Woody Harrelson. Like, yeah, and so I hope he isn't. If Amelia Clark is a love interest, which I don't know how comfortable I am with that, I feel like having her be the bad guy is the way to go. Um, I don't know. Like, since we only see one split second of Andy Newton's character, it's harder to say. Yeah, you know, it could be anything from who betrays who or what if Han betrays someone? You know, we have to think about that, too. Or what if, like, they all betray one person and then, like, the next half of the film, that's what's going on. Like, that's why Mr. Skull Guy is going against Han in that little showdown they have because they used to be friends, but then something happened. Like, you never know. Yeah, and then I'm, like, trying to piece in how Lando fits into this. There's so much going on in this movie. And we know nothing of it. <laughs> All we know is that Lando's here and he has a very nice coat. Ugh. I love it. Do it, Anne. Nobody should look, nobody should look that attractive in a fur coat. That's true. Like... It just shouldn't. Ex- it's a it's a, a stupid looking coat. He looks fucking amazing in it. It's really annoying. The fact that I'm able to look at him in a coat and be like, "I want to fuck you," <laughs> like that's right. Yeah, 
Because you see anybody else in that coat, your reaction is, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? You look ridiculous. Or are you a crazy homeless person? Yeah. Or you, or what was it? King Tom posted that picture of Jerry Seinfeld in the coat. <laughs> oh, yeah. I still haven't seen Seinfeld. <laughs> I swear, like, I'm not lying about these things. And I feel bad because I, I have to, like, I have to inform you that I'm awful and I don't want to lie. Kn- At least I'm telling the I know, truth. I just, like, I just feel so strange because... <sighs> I mean, Seinfeld is like the from from my generation and for people like I mean, going I would say ten to fifteen years older than me, like Seinfeld is the pop culture touchstone. Like if you make a Seinfeld reference, everybody knows what you're talking about. <laughs> and so like it's it's hard for my brain to process somebody just not having any awareness of that. Yeah. I think I watched like one episode in like English class, like my freshman year of college. But other than that, I don't think I've. Oh my god! I know. It's really funny to watch the show now, though, and and this happens with a lot of, a lot of sitcoms, especially, but in other shows too, which is in like entire episodes that couldn't exist anymore because of cell phones. Yeah. Because there, there's so many plots that revolve around characters not being able to get in touch with each other. <laughs> like waiting for somebody at the movies or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I've heard nothing but great things about that show. I wish it was on like Netflix or something. Then it's I'd on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Yeah, I don't have Hulu. Hulu spent a shit ton of money on it. Damn. There's going to be so many of those fucking streaming services because we were talking about that. Oh, yeah. We were on the Sith list recently. Check that out. Yeah. The most recent episode of the Sith list. Yes. We had a good time on that. We love doing that show. We love those guys. Yeah. I do. I love talking to them and giving them shit about porgs. (laughs) That's my hobby is if you don't like porgs, I'm here to tell you that you have to like porgs. You're a pork evangelical? Mm-hmm. Are you going to go around like knocking on doors? Um, I already have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I'm okay. Like, I, I, I just wear pork things and people kind of like look... Because I wear my pork sweatshirt all the time now. And people kind of like look at it and laugh sometimes. But like I want to bring it to the next level. Like I I want to start carrying the Porg backpack with me. Like I would at school, but I carry my laptop because that's how I take my notes now. So I can't fit the laptop inside the Porg backpack because I'd have to have two Porg. Because it's like, it's like a small Porg. So if it were like double the size and width, then I'd be able to carry the laptop. But... Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. I wish there was a bigger pork backpack. There's also the one from Disney that I still haven't got yet, but I don't think that one's big enough because I've seen it in person. I don't think my laptop could fit in there. Oh, but yeah. Anyways, yeah. Check out the episode of The Sith List. It's always fun recording with them and they do a wonderful podcast. But um, Lando in a coat. I like the coat. <sighs> Yeah, I, I love the coat. 
Yeah. I hate saying this too, but like, okay, wait, let me see how tall Harrison Ford is. I'm going there, unfortunately. Because like Alden looked a little short. Is that just me or am I just being too critical? Okay, so he's six one, Harrison, and then Alden five foot nine. Why does he like? It's only like a couple inches off. Like, why does he like? Maybe just because he's standing next to, like Chewbacca and like Woody Harrelson's a tall dude too. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I mean four inches is fairly noticeable. Yeah, <laughs> Donald Glover is five foot ten. It starts giving you, like, recommendations of celebrity heights or something. Yeah, it's like people also search for. Yeah. I'm only five foot four. I'm short. I'm short. Short, short, short. Everyone in my family's fucking tall, though. Screw them. And family pictures. Oh, Harrelson, Harrelson's only 5'10". Oh, really? Yeah. Why, does, why does he look so much taller and, like, I don't know. It's... Weird science. Maybe because Han is so slouchy. I heard somewhere when they hired like Liam Neeson for the prequel or for um, the Phantom Menace, like they had to spend like a couple million extra dollars to make like because he was so tall, and they have to like make the the scenery look like it's real. So they had to like improve the height of it, or I don't know. I don't. I don't think I'm making that up though. Let me look that up. Yeah. I mean, he is, he's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, he's a tall guy. I love Liam Neeson. Hi. Oh, yeah, we have a bunch of emails. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll get to, I, I did watch The Clone Wars, but we can, we can talk about that next week. That'll keep, I mean, it won't because I'll completely forget what happened, but that's okay. I don't. I don't ever remember what happened anyway. You've heard me talk about the Clone Wars. It's all yeah. just random thoughts that spew into my head. Yeah. Then I didn't watch Dark Crystal yet, but I'll watch it next week if we don't have any sudden Star Wars news. Or actually, wait, no. Next week is like because we're recording this on Tuesday, so. I have until Sunday to watch it. I'll do it. I'll watch it during work on Saturday. I mean, it's only like 95 minutes or something like that. Hell yeah. That sounds good. But, um, all right. Whose email or voicemail? We got some voicemails. Some awesome voicemails. Um, do you want to do um, by the order if they sent? Yeah, sure. All right. Um, our first uh, voicemail is from Simon. Simon is awesome. He does vlogs on YouTube, and he did um a lot of photos, or he took a lot of photos for uh, Steel's live show in LA. He's a really awesome, really nice guy. Yeah. All right. Um, here I'll play this. Hey, ladies, how you doing? First of all, big fan. Brittany is an amazing person. I've met her several times in real life at Steele's show. Emily, you're awesome also. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the Han Solo trailer, shall we? I mean, I'm sure this whole entire episode is going to be about the Solo trailer. 
Holy shit balls. Was it amazing? First of all, Chowish Gambino, uh, Daniel Glover, whatever you want to call him, Daniel. please, Disney, make a Lando movie by himself. I mean, I'm sure we haven't even seen him on screen for a full, I don't know, 27 seconds. He probably hasn't been on there. I'm so excited. I have so many emotions. Uh, is that Canto Bite in the official trailer? Is that Maz Kanata's uh, castle that we see briefly? Or is it Jabba's palace? I don't know. Look, uh, I forgot the kid that's playing Han Solo. He looks good. I'm excited. Um, here's my theory on this. And I I don't know if you guys remember X-Men First Class. There was no real press about it for a while. And then they released a trailer. People weren't that excited. Then when they finally saw the movie, everyone was blown away. I feel like that's what Disney's doing. Um I mean, for fuck's sakes, we have Lando Calrissian, and he looks pimpish. It looks amazing. I'm I'm torn between a bunch of emotions. I feel like Woody Harrelson's character is not going to be in it that much, but I am excited. Uh, keep up the amazing job, girls. You guys totally rock. Uh, you guys have one of the best podcasts on the internet. I just want to put that out there, and why don't we make Britney watch The Man Who Fell to Earth to get her more into David Bowie a little bit? Anyway, uh, solo trailer, amazing. Can't talk, can't, can't even put my words together. That's how excited I am. Um, yeah. And before I go, I am proud to be a Canto bitch. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you so much for the voicemail and for adding another movie to my list that I need to watch. Another David Bowie movie? Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy that you're proud to be a Canto bitch. Yeah, and by the way, thanks to Dom for making that phrase happen. We're all Canto bitches. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, but, um, yeah, I think he's really excited for the Lando movie. I mean, sorry, <laughs> Solo. But, um, I don't think that's Canto Bite. Um, I, I think that we're actually going to get like new locations, but then the question arises that what if we're going to get Tatooine? Because I feel like that's like the smuggling capital of like the, yeah. the Star Wars universe. I just, I feel like that's where you get into the things that I start to worry about. Is this going to be, be cool to get Jabba? Yeah, Jabba, I don't know. Jabba is a cameo I'm more okay with. Not Boba Fett. Keep, keep Boba Fett out of this movie. Just just keep him out of this movie. I'm sorry. Like, I, look, guys, I know I know people love him, but I... There's, there appears to be so much going on in this movie already. I don't want them just throwing cameos at the screen. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm like neutral on Boba Fett. Like, I'll be surprised if I see him. Like, I was really surprised. I was walking around Disneyland the other day. And I like went into a empty hallway and there was Boba Fett. And I'm like, oh, shit. And 
I was thinking, wow, like if I see him in the film, like that's going to be my initial reaction is, oh shit, Boba Fett. I always just think of like, when you think, when I think of like characters, I think of like how people pronounce the names like in Return of the Jedi when Han looks at Chewie and he's like, Boba Fett, Boba Fett, where? I just think of that. And then I think when I hear Solo, remember when Jabba the Hutt was like, Solo, I think of that. But anyways, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I understood where um, Boba Fett would fit into all this. Like, if he would just have, like, a Darth Vader cameo. But <laughs> remember when those rumors were coming out that um, Darth Vader was going to be in this? Ugh, fuck off. <laughs> um, uh, by the way... Apparently, from Robert Iger, there's not just one, but multiple Star Wars series in development for the small screen. Oh, is this like breaking news? Uh, this is from like an hour ago. Apparently, there was a conference call today. We uh, talked about it along with the um, the uh, Ben and Often Wise one. Hmm. I mean, it makes sense that they'd be looking at more than one show just in terms of it gives them you could have different um, like audiences in mind. And I wonder I, I wonder if one of those is is the animated one that's gonna, you know, come out eventually that we know. I don't know, man. There's just so much Star Wars that I just, I don't know what's going to happen with it, where it's going to go, what it's going to be. Because like they're they're now getting very specific with these, like the namings of these, because like this new series or movie series or whatever wording they used, it's strategic wording. Yeah, and, and the Ben and Off Ben and Off Wise one is series of movies is going to take place at a certain point in time in Star Wars mythology and go off from there. <laughs> so congratulations. We're now going to be getting so many Knights of the Old Republic era rumors that I'm going to tear my goddamn hair out. If I see one more person comment on one of these and say, oh, I hope they do the Old Republic. Well, that's absolutely what's going to happen now. I mean, it was already going to happen, but come on. A certain oh point in God. time in Star Wars mythology, people are going to lose it. I, I I get it. Like, I get that, you know, Knights of the Old Republic was something that meant a lot to people. To me, I never connected with it. I never played it. I try to watch the, like, they have, like, the gameplay online or something or, like, the story. But the story is, like, eight hours long. I don't have eight hours to, you know, either play the game or watch this. Like, I know what happens, kind of. Like, I know that there's this guy named Revan. And then, like, shit happens to him. And then he's, like, with the good guys. Then he realizes, oh, shit, I'm bad. And then other stuff happens that I totally forget now. Well, that's a really but good summary. I- <laughs> like talking about Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah. I just, it, it just, it never really, I wish that it connected with me more, but I think it's because I, I don't know like when this game came out. I think it was, uh, let's look it up. Knights of the Old 
Republic. Uh, oh, wait. That's an actual place. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, okay. For Star Wars, see Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, blah, 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 blah. 2003. So I wasn't even into Star Wars yet, I don't think. No, I wasn't. I think that's why. I feel like if I was like into Star Wars at that time, I would have been like, oh, new story. But yeah, this was like before, before I was introduced to the love of my life. Star Wars. (laughs) (sighs) Well, uh, thank you, Simon, for the voicemail. Yeah, thank you. And I love that you're so excited. Yeah, and I love all the nice words that you said about us, too. Yeah, I like it when people are nice to us. I know. Hopefully, I'll see you uh, at Steel's event in March and hopefully May if I get it off of work. (laughs) I need to go. I hate that it's a blackout week. Like, I I like that, you know, it's coming out in May. Cool. New Star Wars movie. But, like, Memorial Day weekend, like, oh, that's so hard. And then, like, my birthday is on that day, too. Or on the 25th. So the day that comes out. I'm like, that's exciting. But I really want to get it off work. Yeah. Because I want to hang out with my Star Wars friends and talk about Star Wars. And Solo. But... Um, all right. Do you want to read the next one? Yeah, we actually, <laughs> we got two from Adele because one of them was before the trailer. And all right, this is not the most exciting email. I mean, it is like for me to see because it has pictures of her pets, but that doesn't translate well into audio format. But I will say Adele, I love your doggos so much and your cat. <laughs> Your cats are also good, and um, Willow is fucking humongous. But I did, I did, I wanted the part of this I wanted to read on the podcast was um, P.S. I was listening to episode 25, and God, God damn it, Zach, I was planning on emailing asking about the subject of Jedi's taking babies and raising them to fight and brainwashing them to their point of view and how it relates to clones. Happy to know fellow Canto bitches have similar wonderings. <laughs> now, I think I think at this point we have to actually make Canto bit merchandise and bitch merchandise. I know. Because it's really caught on. We do. Oh my goodness. I'll have to start linking into uh, I'm not I don't have a creative bone in my body. Ugh. I'll figure it out though. Yeah, we can her we cat- can hire Luke or something. Hell yeah. Dude, oh, Adele's cats are cute. I like the big one at the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, and um, I mean, this is something we've talked about somewhat. And at some point I wanted to, to really like do like a deep dive into with the with the morality of the Jedi and their uh, you know, brainwashing kid cult because they're sort of a cult right i would say so okay yeah we'll get it i'll we'll make it there that we'll get into that some on on some week when there's not all of the star wars news ever to talk about yeah i like that idea but adele also had an email about the trailer here is what i would be happy with queer kira oh god yes please absolutely have her be queer that would be so good nothing but alternating gifts of Kara with her cape blowing and Lando smiling (laughs) 
more of Star Destroyer with Space Lightning behind. Otherwise, I just hope it is as entertaining as the trailer has the potential to be. Was it a giant space squid? I may have other thoughts later. Adele. Yes, that was a giant space squid. Or a giant space octopus. I mean, it looked like there might have been more than eight arms. But they also were very octopusy looking arms. As opposed to squid looking arms. Maybe there's a couple of them, though. I don't know. This makes me want seafood. <laughs> I mean, it's not like they wouldn't be the first sci-fi to have giant space-dwelling creatures. Yeah. Who are like actually like out like living in outer space. I don't know. I I'm okay with it. Like I don't yeah. I don't know why it bothers me in this and it doesn't bother like Doctor Who has space whales and that's perfectly acceptable. It's actually one of my favorite episodes of Doctor Who of all time. And Star Trek had all kinds of shit like floating around. Um Farscape had goddamn living spaceships. Like the spaceship in, in, in Farscape was alive. It was a creature. So I guess I guess I should get over the whole space octopus thing and just accept it. Yeah, this reminds me of that. I really didn't like the raptors and uh the Force Awakens. I didn't mind them as much as other people seem to. Like I thought it was a little bit cheesy. Yeah, I did too. And that scene like that scene went on a little too long. But I didn't I didn't hate it. I just hate cheese. Like I, I like like actual cheese. Like you know, like you put on burgers and you know, like mozzarella cheese, like the food. But like cheese, I I I can't. Like it makes me want to like scream and jump out the window. It's a very, it's a very fine line to walk, and it's hard. It's hard to do. Right, and it's got to be the right circumstances. It's so easy to misfire with like cheesy shit in movies. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe that just shows how heartless I am that I don't like cheese. Like even like in like real life too, like just cheesy stuff. Like I'm just like, <clears throat> you know, like I even like in movies and like Star Wars tries to do that shit sometimes too, and I'm like. Yeah, okay, like with the raptors and stuff, but like, ugh, ugh, I don't know. Would you consider like the, I have a bad feeling about this in every movie being like cheesy now? Uh, I don't know if cheesy is the right word, but I, yeah, I mean, you know that I hate it. Like to the point of physical anger. <laughs> yeah. So if, um. If the first thing, like, if we ever meet, and like I say, I have a bad feeling of it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, then your bad feeling is going to come true, because I'm just going to turn around and walk away. No. <laughs> oh, I'll have to be like, Emily, I finally watched Seinfeld or <laughs> something. Something to not disappoint you. Yeah. <laughs> but going back to Adele's email, I would be so happy if if Kira was our first like on screen canon 
queer character. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But qualify that if she is, then I don't want her to end up being the secret bad guy because that is a the the evil queer character is a trope that you can't you can't do it with your first queer character. That's a, that's bad. Like if you have if you have have had like two dozen queer characters and then you do the queer character that ends up being like the the evil betrayer, that's fine. But if it's your first character, stay far away from that. Also, no tragic lesbian death, please. Yeah. But if she's just like cool and awesome, yes, then make her queer. Yes. I agree. But that was a good email. Yes, thank you, Adele. And thank you for the pet pictures. Yes, I always appreciate some good doggos and cattos. Um, let's see. We have a quick one from King Tom. He says, I don't think I already said it, but the Emily or the episode with Emily's dad was great. I mean, all your episodes are, but you know what I mean. Thank you, Tom. I'll pass it along to my dad. <laughs> that was a really good episode. I can't get over how good that was. It was so much fun. I love my dad. I do, too. Hi, dad. And if yeah, you haven't listened to that one yet, oh, my dad's not listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. If you, Oh, no, I know. He's not listening to this. And he certainly didn't make it an hour and 37 minutes into an episode of this. <laughs> but if, you know, if you happen to be new to the show, go back two episodes. It is titled Dad Pod Number One. And it's me talking to my dad who saw The Last Jedi without seeing The Force Awakens. Or really like being much of a Star Wars fan. But it ended up being a really awesome conversation. And my dad is hilarious. And I love him. <laughs> All right. And then we got one from Catherine Neen. Yay! Which is titled Lando. Which is a good <laughs> sign. Good sign. Yes, Catherine. You know your audience. All right. Help me canto bite dispatchers. You're my only hope. I have spent far too long thinking about Ray and Kylo. I've got deep down the Rilo rabbit hole. I have even imagined footage of them. <laughs> I have even imagined footage of them with a cheesy 80s soft rock ballad as soundtrack. Australian musician Angry Anderson's Suddenly, in case you were wondering, look the song up on YouTube. I dare you. Okay, that's what we're doing as soon as I hit stop. I need some new Star Wars. I need to think about some new Star Wars thing. So the solo trailer came along at the right time. Donald Glover's Lando has already set the internet on fire. Could we be in store for more Lando in his own movie, or am I headed towards another rabbit, or should I say, poor Cole? Catherine. <laughs> poor Cole just sounds really dirty. I don't know what it is about that, but that's, that's a phrase I'm going to stay away from. Yeah. Um, I... I think if Han Solo does really well, we could potentially see, if not a straight-out Lando movie, another Star Wars story that has a lot of Lando in it. Yeah. You know, depending on, two if this movie does really well, like, what if they take, like, Lando? But then again, it's like... 
why do like I hate like I I don't mean to sound like mean saying this, but it's like, do we really need to like have a movie about like I I like the idea, but Lando is like to me like it's it's a minor character, even though like he's like a beloved character and all. Like, isn't really necessary for you know like us to know more about Lando. But I could be totally wrong. Like, we could find out about Lando and that he, like, his story is just, like, fantastic and that it's something that we need to deep or dive deep into more. But put him on a TV show. Put him on one of the TV shows. Yeah. Do it. Do a, like, I mean, we don't, we don't know quite the timeline, but. Maybe, maybe Lando got in charge of Cloud City when he was pretty young. I could do a TV show all about that. Ooh. And then you could pull in some cool, like, criminal shit going on, too. Because you know Lando, there was all sorts of shady stuff going on there. Ooh, and Lobot. Yeah, Lobot. Okay, that's one cameo I would be okay with in the Han Solo movie. What about Mendel? I'd be okay with... I'd be... Look, it's not going to happen. I don't even want to think about it because it's not going to happen. And if I think it could happen and then it doesn't happen, I'm going to (laughs) cry. So I just need to accept the fact we're never going to see Mendo again. I mean, we're going to see Mendo again, but we're not going to see, like, Star Wars Mendo again. And it, it hurts it hurts me in my heart. I hope someone doesn't pull like a Dave Filoni and be like, oh yeah, like mention the character's name and be like, oh, well, we never said that he was going to actually be in the movie. That'd be painful. Um, but uh, Catherine, don't beat yourself up for uh, thinking about Raylo too much. Like it's a... I mean, maybe beat yourself up for the cheesy, cheesy 80s soft rock ballad. But... I think those videos are kind of funny. Like after like we started getting like the footloose one and like a lot more, I'm like, okay, like that's fine. But I can't wait to have this movie in my home so I can watch it in my home and uh, watch all the deleted scenes. And then God, that's coming up soon. And then it'll they'll be coming out in March. And then we'll be seeing Solo in like a month or two from then. So time will fly by fast. Yeah, it's insane. I know. Hopefully my school semester just like is over soon or seemingly soon or just goes by fast. Because honestly, my classes are dragging slowly. Well, that's not good. It just started. Yeah, I yeah. It's just it's like yeah. I'm only there like one day a week, but it's like God, it's a long day. I'm there from like four to ten. Well, not really ten. Like our my professor lets us out like really early, but still, it's like God. Like my first class is like really slow because the teacher just doesn't really know what he's like newer. He doesn't really know what he's doing, and I feel bad. That's never a good thing. Yeah. Nice guy, though. He gives us candy all the time. He gave us Girl Scout cookies the other day. Because it's only like 20 people in the class. <gasps> oh, my God. I love Girl Scout cookies. Oh, my God. Frozen Thin Mints. 
I'm freaking nobody sells them around really? here. Really? Oh my god, it's so hard Dude, to find. Dude, I them. will grab some and I'll try to send them some to you. That'd be great. Man, if anybody's listening whose kid is in Girl Scouts and sells Girl Scout cookies and you're willing to like mail them, send me a line because I will buy I will buy Girl Scout cookies from your Girl Scout. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I I live by so many. I remember I was I used to be a Girl Scout when I was little, having to go door to door to door selling Girl Scout cookies. I hated that so much. Like I would have much rather wanted to like get a booth than be like, here, buy Girl Scout cookies. But like if you like bought a certain amount of Girl Scout cookies or if you sold them, like you'd get like special prizes and shit. And we would always like save up to go on like on trips and stuff. Like we would go to SeaWorld or we would go to the zoo or we did a camping trip in Balboa Park. But good times. Cookies were good. I didn't like Thin Mints, though, until, like, recently. Like, I used to really hate them. And then, like, I feel like as I got older, I'm like, wow, these are actually really good. And then all of a sudden, I ate, like, five boxes. Well, no, I only ate, like, one. But that was, like, that was, like, the span of, like, two days, though. So that wasn't that bad. But Tagalongs, they're good, too. The ones with the coconut are bad. (gasps) Oh, no. The Samoas? Yeah, I like Samoas. With the caramel? Yeah. I just... I mean, I hate I hate coconut, and those cookies are so good, I will shove an entire box into my gaping maw. <laughs> I don't like coconut either. Like, I just... There's just something about it that just is like... Blech. But the car- the, those, those cookies are freaking amazing. And I like the... Yeah, the peanut butter ones are good. Yeah. I mean, the thing yeah. that's are the best, but... <sighs> yeah, Thin Mints. I think we can all agree that Thin Mints are the best. Thin Mints and Peanut Butter Patties. Which ones are those? Peanut Butter Patties are like the ch- chocolate-covered peanut butter-filled ones. I thought those were tagalongs. It's possible they used to be called pe- tagalongs. Or in some areas are now called tagalongs. I don't know. In the little thing, it says Peanut Butter Patties. Let me look it up. Welcome to Girl Scout Cookie, the podcast. Peanut butter patties. Um, yeah, I think they're the same thing. Oh, wow. Wow, that's interesting. You can buy Girl Scout cookies from play- from online. Oh, never mind. That's just off like eBay and shit. I don't trust that. Yeah. I'm not buying Girl Scout cookies off eBay. There are these like really good cookies from um they're called like burger cookies or something. They're not like actually burger, but like I forget like what's on them, but it's like it's really good. And like my sister's boyfriend or one of her old boyfriends would like bring us cookies every time and they were like really good. And then once I was tempted to go on the website and buy those cookies because that's how good they were. But they're these like chocolate fudge cookies. I don't know, it's hard to explain, but they're really good. But anyways. Um, okay. Enough about is, cookies. Yeah. Okay. Because we still have email. Oh, yeah. We still have email. Good versus email. <laughs> and we got one from our buddy Ed. Who does the podcast. Scruffy looking podcasters. Yes. Which you should listen to because it's a lot of fun. And we're, we're trying to find a time when we can do an episode together. 
but Brittany has school and them thinks things hard. Yeah. Yeah, because well, we just we wanted to do one right after Last Jedi, and we just couldn't get the time. But hopefully, sometime between now and Solo, we'll do one. Yes. But anyway, Ed says, "Sup, ladies? Let's get right to it. Lando, capes, and blasters. Those are all three <laughs> things that I enjoy." In the trailers, Lando is not seen wielding a blaster. However, in the movie poster, he is. In the Lando comic series by Charles Soule, which takes place before Empire Strikes Back, Lando cons everyone to thinking he hates blasters and never uses them. However, at the end of the series, you surprisingly find out he is actually a badass gunslinger and seemingly never misses. I think we all agree from what we've seen in the trailer, he's a badass even without a blaster. But how do you guys think the movie will handle this? How sweet would it be to see a sexy Cape Lando flourishing his blaster skills? Thanks, guys. Keep up the great work, Ed. Oh, yeah, I'd be down for that. Ooh. Lando and his blaster skills. That would, uh... I mean, especially if this has this, like, Western feel, which obviously it does, at least in part, because we have that whole scene with Han, like, going for his holster thing. Um, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. And now I want that. Yeah. Ugh. Lando. I'm just, I'm so excited for Lando. Like, I didn't think that I would get this, like, hyped up for, because I never really, like, never really was a Lando person. Like, I thought Lando was a cool character. Like, he was, and he was an asshole in the beginning, but then like he ended up helping the rebellion and he was even in that, um, that Battlefront gameplay too. And I liked him in that, but damn, I'm really excited for Orlando. Yeah. And those posters, um, if you haven't seen like the, the character posters search for those, cause they're up, they're up pretty much everywhere now and they are gorgeous and apparently like hand painted, that's beautiful. And they're they're so cool and they have this real retro vibe to them. Yeah, I'm really loving this like retro feel to the posters and the merchandise hopefully will be kind of like that too. That'd be really fun to get retro stuff. I'm really excited too to see what merchandise comes out for this movie too cuz I'm trying to go to Disneyland as much as I can, so I'll definitely try to find some solo stuff because all they have right now is just like the solo t-shirts that are like 30 bucks for a t-shirt and it's like shitty material too (sighs) nah i can't get behind that like and you know disney like they a lot of their like sweatshirts and everything like they um they're what brand is it? it's like hanes or something it's like it's really nice material Mm -hmm. because i have a bunch of them but yeah, like I'm always thrown off when like they do like something really shitty material. And I'm like, damn it, Disney, you're known for good material. They have these like jerseys now that are really popular too. And everyone wears them. It's like these like rose gold jerseys. I can't talk shit because my sister got me one. It's actually kind of cute. <laughs> but like everyone wears them. It's either like the jean looking ones or like the rose gold ones. Then you have to have the rose gold ears too. Like that just like screams basic to me. And I'm just like that. <sighs> But anyways, um, yeah, Lando. I'm really excited that everyone's excited about Lando. <laughs> I, I like that was one of the most fun things on, on Twitter was seeing <laughs> people explode about that. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm happy, too, that not a lot of people are, like, talking shit about Alden. Yeah. I mean, there's some of that, but there's always going to be some of it. He seems like a nice guy, though. Alden Eckrig. I was talking to a girl in my class last night, and she said that she was working at a hotel in, like, Wisconsin or Wyoming or something. And he was there, and he was really nice. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm already hearing good things about this actor. But, yeah. I don't like his hair, though. I don't know if I said that before, but there's just something about the hair that just is like, it's like too, like, it looks kind of like curly and like big, too big, but that's just me. But, um, we have a, oh yeah, thank you, Ed, for the voicemail or for the email. I don't remember anything anymore. Um, yeah, we got a email voicemail, voicemail from (laughs) Aaron from (laughs) OkCupid. I haven't listened to this yet, and I'm really excited. All right. um, Let's see how long this is. Oh, it's not that long. Okay. All right, let's play it. Hello, Canto by Dispatch. This is Aaron from OKC. Emily, Brittany, how are you guys doing? Uh, I just wanted to call in with my reaction to Lando in the uh, Han Solo trailer. Oh. <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. Uh, you guys have a good one. Goodbye. And that is the best reaction to this. <laughs> what I what I love is I didn't think that was actually going to be the end. <laughs> like I thought, the, okay, goodbye, and then he was going <laughs> to. Oh my god, I, I love you. Oh, we have to have you back on when I'm here too. Oh, oh yeah! Check out that episode too. When I was at Disney World um, in November, Aaron from OKC joined Emily, and it was a really fun podcast to listen to. So, definitely recommend if you're new here, listen to that one because that was one of my favorites. I feel weird saying that like one of my favorite episodes of my podcast, <laughs> but that was a good one. Well, no, I'm the same way. I love the one that you did with Rusty. <laughs> I mean, it's a really good episode, but also I just, I, what I like is not listening to myself. I know. Like when I um, saw that was like downloaded on my phone when I was in the airport, I was so excited. I'm like, wow, I'm like really excited to listen to my own podcast. It's kind of weird. But then I was like, hey, like it felt like I was like at home or I was like watching my home from afar. Kind of like, um, it sounds really weird, but like. My my dog, like when we used to go on like vacations, we would put him in this like doggy daycare and they had this like thing where you can like download an app and you could like watch your dog, like just see how they're doing and stuff because they had cameras in there. So like we would just like <laughs> watch our dog sometimes like in the hotel room when we were bored or my sister would because I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know why that reminded me of that. But anyways, oh God, Emily, are you still here? <laughs> no, I'm still there. <laughs> You're just like God, Brittany, and the random story again. But nah, good episodes. I'm excited for this movie. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more excited than I was. Um, before we had the trailers. Um, like I still plot wise, I still don't know what this movie is but i feel like i have a better idea of sort of tone 
and and just what the movie wants to be. And so now I have something to focus on about this movie, and then that's easier to be excited about. Yeah. I feel like once we find out the main plot, or not the main plot, but like, you know, like the we get like the trailer trailer and then we start getting the interviews and that's when I'd be like, Oh, so this is what this movie is going to be about. And then I'm going to do a bunch of terrible theories because all of my for last Jedi were wrong. So I'll be <laughs> wrong again, but no, it's, it's fun to be wrong, but it's now just the waiting game. And the wait doesn't really seem like as long because I feel like once we were getting well, because it's not yeah, like the last Jedi, we <laughs> got that first trailer in like April, and that was like more than six months out. But now it's only like three months. Three months, crazy. Three months till birthday and Solo. I'm more excited for Solo than for my own birthday. I'm never excited for birthdays anymore. Yeah, once you're an adult, it sort of doesn't matter. It's like, cool, another time to get drunk. But I don't ever do anything for birthdays anymore. I'm always busier with school. But this is going to be like the first time in forever where um, I'm not going to be like in school. Like I'm going to be done with school like early May. So I'll be able to actually do something this year. So I'm excited about that. Yay, Solo. Love having a Star Wars birthday. Because Star Wars. And since this announcement of their mo- four mo- new movies, too, like, we're probably going to get Star Wars, like, once every, like, four months. So waiting for these movies is going to be like, okay, it's going to be, like, another two months. Then we're getting the next one. Then we're getting the next one. And then we're getting the TV show. Like, we're just going to be, like, congested in Star Wars to the factor to the point where we're like, okay. I remember the days when we had to wait three years for a movie. Or I remember the days where we had to wait until the prequels came out. I don't know. Hmm. Well, thank you, Aaron from OK Cupid from or for the email. We voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who wrote in. Um, we look forward to to hearing more from everybody over the next like coming weeks and coming months with Solo and sort of once we get a better idea of what what this movie is going to be. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm in a good, I'm in a good place right now. Yes. I was, I was like, I was worried going into the trailer. Um, I was, I was worried about not being excited at all for this movie. And I'm cautious about this movie still, but, but I can, I can feel that I'm going to be excited by the time it comes out. I'm going to be hyped up when I'm sitting in the theater about to see it. Yes. Me too. I won't be probably as anxious as I was for Last Jedi and Rogue One, but I'll be like, it'll be like a new feeling, like actual excitement instead of fear or panic or I always get really nervous before Star Wars movies, but hopefully this time I'll be like really excited. I'll actually excited. Not like, oh my God. But yay. Fun podcast. (laughs) In the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at cantobitepod at gmail.com. Um, like you've heard on the show today, you can also 
uh, send audio files there if you want to record something on your phone and send it in. That's always fun for us. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at CantoBitePod. Um, if you are on iTunes at all, please rate and review us there um, just because that helps put us out there a little bit more with our algorithms. It gets us noticed if you if you give us a sweet five-star rating and especially if you give us a review. So please do that if you haven't. Um, if you're interested in following me on Twitter, I am at EFLind. That's at E-F-L-I-N-D. Brittany? Yes, and you can find me on Twitter as Canto Brit. Instagram, never. Uh, what's my Instagram name? Oh, yeah. Brittany the Ginger. And then, yeah, you said the Instagram for Canto Bite Pod, which I post at least like once or twice a week. Probably once. <laughs> All right. Thank you for, for listening to our Han Solo musings. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.